Welcome back to Imperial City. A very short intro on this one, since this episode is being released the same day as episode one. Please remember to leave a review if you like the show, and check out ways that you can support us in the show notes. Enjoy the episode, and if you're able, please consider donating to Refugee One. Now then, let's get started, shall we? Darling, you, you, you spot this up ahead. And I am going to start a clock for you all catching up to them. Well, I will simply point. uh, I'm sitting in the back, so I guess I'll move forward a little bit so that I'm uh, in between the two shotgun seats. And I'll point over and be like, the goats. They have fucking goats. (laughs) You really think they would have been able to afford an actual getaway car, but no. I mean, they can probably go some places that we can't. Goats are good at climbing. But can the carriage go up as well? Yeah, probably. Do we know where they are going? Gatwell said that they were heading for their, um, they, the, the Brigantines, uh, as, as some context, are a primarily Dagger Isles gang. They, they work with, uh, some of the, the privateers and pirates from the Dagger Isles, uh, to, to smuggle goods in and out of, uh, Imperial City. Um, so they have, probably the reason they don't have a car is because they've chosen instead to invest in speedboats. Uh. Um, <laughs> so they have, uh, they have a number of, of, boats uh, a lot of them are speedboats and they have places where they can slip through the lightning barrier and get out to the void sea proper outside of the bay and they like their their business model is they will smuggle goods out of the city transport them onto a bigger ship of of privateers or pirates trade for goods that they want to bring into the city and then come back so most likely they're they're going to just take this away from the city entirely your beer that you need to keep your jobs. So yeah, that's they're 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 heading down to the waterfront is basically what you're guessing. All, all right. right. How do you all want to proceed? I can try to get out ahead of them. I was about to say if we can if we can surround them, then this will be a lot more fun. Works for me. Alright. Josie, what are you thinking? I think Echo can run at least as fast as a goat if she pushes herself. Okay. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Echo is just gonna way too casually for what this stunt is, hop the door of the car, roll onto the side rock, and start running after them. So yeah. Uh and I'm thinking she like maybe dodges between some buildings and tries to get around the block so like she can go places vehicles can't. Okay, so give me a roll. This is going to be risky greater effect since okay. you're you're doing a, a special thing to mm-hmm. run super fast. And I think I'm going to push myself as well. Okay. It sounds like some sort of prowess thing. Yeah, I think probably prowl because that's kind of the athletics moving about sort of thing. But I'm I'm open to okay. other. Um, would finesse make any sense because i'm like dodging and weaving and trying to be efficient about this and i'm not especially being like secretive i'm i'm just outright bolting uh yeah yeah oh oh allow finesse you're sweet well okay it's a three a great start (laughs) uh okay 
Oh, no. Okay, so here's what I'm picturing, and, and tell me if this works for you. Uh-huh. Echo, you you zip forward, you're, you're, you're weaving through buildings, um, and, and you circle around, and you come out. And I, what I'm thinking is you run out, and your plan is to come out in front of the goats uh, to, to, like, startle them, to stop them. But you mistime it a little bit, and, the like, you basically... The goats don't have a chance to stop, and you basically just get run over. Oh, God. (laughs) They just hit you. Uh, But I did catch up. Yes, you did catch up. And I I think, like, you're not getting fully, like, plowed over, like, as if you got (laughs) hit by an actual horse and carriage. I think they, they... hit you and you kind of go stumbling and get knocked aside uh-huh. um, and, and go sprawling onto the street. So you you have caught up with them, but have been knocked down. <laughs> uh, is uh, there harm t- associated? Yes. Uh, I think it's going to be level two harm. You just get, you get dinged up. Uh, can I resist this consequence? Yes, you can. You can resist any consequence. As long as you've got stress. And resisting stops it from happening, right? Or does it reduce it? It re- it it, it kind of depends on what it is. Um, in this case, it would reduce it. Because uh, w- what I'm resisting is prone. Yeah. Like, like, I don't think I can avoid getting knocked aside, but I don't want to be knocked. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow you to, to catch yourself. Okay. So you're, you're still on your feet, and that's uh, maybe you, like, plow into a wall instead. <laughs> it's another three. Yeah, Yay. so you'll take three stress. God damn! Holy oh, shit! No. And then I would like to reduce the harm with my armor. Okay. So yeah, no, no harm. I think what ends up happening is you you get run into by these goats. You go stumbling, and you manage to instead of falling prone, catch yourself uh, on like the wall of a building opposite of where you ran out. So you're still on your feet, but you kind of have stumbled all the way across the street. Mm-hmm. And Echo, as though she didn't just get plowed into by goats, <laughs> is like, those are some good goats. We should take those goats. <laughs> <laughs> I like these goats. Um, yeah, let's hop back to the folks in the car. I imagine you're you're probably a couple blocks behind when uh, Echo jumps out. So uh, Echo jumps out of the car and takes off running at very high speeds. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? Yeah, I'm going to drive closer to it because because the easier time that we have getting our car closer to the actual cargo, you know, less time loading up and getting yeah. the trunk all, uh, yeah. all settled. Yeah, so go ahead and this will probably be finesse for yep. driving. I think this will be risky. Yeah, risky standard. Okay. That's uh, another six, believe it or not. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to say we're going to tick that clock of catch up to three out of six. You you are closing the distance. Um, the brigantines uh, on, on the wagon have realized that they are being chased. Uh, they they kind of thought Echo was just some weird person who wasn't paying attention, but <laughs> now they see a car barreling down the street after them, and they're like, ah, shit. So you can see uh, people moving around on the wagon, like kind of readying weapons. Uh, Val, you just gun it and yep. are, are giving chase. Um, I think you're not able to go quite as fast as as 
you would like to normally Mm -hmm. um, because this is like, these are cobbled streets down here. It's not the nice smooth pavement that you get up in the the higher levels of the city. So you're just kind of having to deal with that. Um, But you're, you're making good time. Uh, Arlene or darling, either of you like to do anything. I do want to ask, do we know if um, the beer, is it in glass bottles? Yeah. It's like, it's probably well packed. Like there's, there's probably a lot of nice padding, but yeah, glass bottles. So you, you do, you do want to be a little delicate in disabling this vehicle. If, if that is a plan. That's, that's also the, the issue. So like, it's really any vehicle, uh, getting shot at would definitely have, um, issues. Uh, but the issue is I'm also shooting a vehicle that is carrying our cargo that's in glass bottles. So yeah, I, I will say, like, it's it's a thing where it's a possible consequence, and any consequence can be resisted. So, like, if you shoot at the thing, and I tell you, like, oh, yeah, that's going to, you know, you, your role gives a consequence, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to destroy one of the boxes of, of booze, you can resist it and say, nope, I will spend the stress, and the booze is fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can you can always any consequence I give you you can reject. <laughs> okay, okay. Then I think what I'm gonna do, and this is just because I love Pearl, is uh, mm-hmm. when we get close enough for pounceable levels, I will simply point at the goat and say, y- "You may eat it." <laughs> Echo, I'd like to adopt the goat. Pearl, dinner time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my baby's big, and that is a lot of goat. It is a lot of goat. Okay. I I think that you're you're at three out of six. What I'm imagining, like, the six, when we get to six out of six, is, like, you pull up alongside them. So I think that Pearl could probably jump out and and attempt to run down a goat at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. Good God, what is this role going to be? <laughs> uh, I mean, I might suggest hunts or commands. So yeah, I think you could roll you could roll either command or since Pearl is a cohort, um, you could roll her quality level, which would at this point just be 1d6. So I think it's, you have one dot in command as well, right? Yeah, it's about the same. Okay, so yeah, same same either way. You can also, don't forget, everyone has the option to push themselves, take a devil's bargain. I, I would argue that, that there is a possibility that Echo could assist here if if you would like to figure out a way. I think maybe me running into the goats kind of has them weaving for a second. Yeah. Because it still startles them even though they oh, yeah. take off ahead, right? Yeah. So it might let Pearl catch up sooner. That yeah, could be yeah. an assist. Yeah, for sure. So if you want to mark a, a point of stress there. Uh-huh. And then, Aki, you can add an extra die to your Thank roll here. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Then this will become a five. Okay. So uh, you do it, but there's a consequence. Hmm. Posing this as a question to the group. Okay. Are we okay with me shooting at Pearl? <laughs> <sighs> I. Uh, that's up to Aki. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's mostly I'm checking it as like, is anyone uncomfortable with harm to animal friend? And if if people are not, I will find a di- if, if people don't want that, I will find a different consequence. But that's the first thing that came to my mind is that somebody's gonna be like, uh, tiger. I mean, so long as I think uh, Pearl is non-killable, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, Aki, what it's I think you 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 have the most vote here. Mm-hmm. I. I'm fine with it. Uh, also, as long as Pearl is not killable, I'm o- okay. I'm okay with wounding Pearl as long as I can like fix her up again, like how I would assume mm-hmm. we could fix ourselves to a degree. Yes. So I'm I'm fine with those things. It makes sense. Pearl's a giant fucking tiger. Uh, but as long as Pearl isn't killable, because if you because 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 I need to be prepared for animal. <laughs> For stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah, that's that. That's why I wanted to check before I, I rolled forward with that. Yeah, I'm good with the does the dog die on this rating being no. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Also on board with that, I don't particularly want to kill the big tiger friend. I just wanted to make sure if wounding the big tiger friend is acceptable. So, okay. At our next break, I'll actually write that down in our, our lines and veils. Pearl death is a line. Okay. So so Pearl is going to sprint down the road and and jump on one of the goats and one of the people on the wagon is just going to take a shot at her. So I'm going to say she's effectively going to take level one harm. So she will have reduced effect. Uh, I think that the the bullet kind of grazes across her back and she lets out a angry snarl yowl as this this gunshot cracks out. So, uh, yeah, everybody, somebody just shot at Pearl. And then a sign pops out, everyone will remember this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Arlene, do you, you haven't acted yet, so do you want to do something here? How close are we to this goat-drawn wagon at this point? You know what? I'm going to say you, you did. I'm going to tick the clock up to four out of six. So you are, I'm going to say like a car's length behind around that. Like you're, you're getting close. Okay, so I think Arlene's actually going to prepare for that by, like, climbing out of the window onto the roof, I think. Unless the ro- unless the roof of t- is down. I I was imagining the roof was down. So I think it's more that she's like, oh, so Echo's seat is empty, right? In the front? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's going to climb up into that seat and, like, be ready to, like, basically vault over the windshield if she needs to. Okay. So she's, like, probably standing in the car preparing herself for this with her, like, hand clutched at the top of the windshield. <laughs> Yeah, and just kind of surfing there. All right. What's the plan, girly? What are you doing? <laughs> we get close enough. I'm going to get up there and stop the cart. All right. Be careful. I'll make it as steady as I can for you. All right. Who wants to, to act next? Um, Someone go before me because I'm devising a thing. Yeah, I'm almost thinking it might make sense to have Kim go next, to have you just gun it and try and get up close enough for Arlene to make that jump. Yeah, I can roll another finesse um, and make that happen. Um, if, if I just want to get the car closer and like keep it steady. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, you can you can push yourself, you can take a devil's bargain. Yeah, I think I will take two stress to push myself, because I only have one dot in finesse still right now. Okay. All right, so what's the rating on this? Um, Risky standard. Okie dokie. Dang. A one and a six. <laughs> Oof. All right. Good thing you pushed yourself. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to say you you have caught up. That thing is filled. You, you're basically driving alongside them now. Uh, I think let's have 
Arlene make this jump, and then we'll go from there. Um, Five people on this wagon, including the driver. The driver is just, you know, trying to get these goats to go faster. I, I think like Pearl has had wounded one of them, but kind of fell fell back when shooting happened. So they're trying to keep running, but it's it's slow going. They're slowing down rather. And there's four other people on there, uh, clearly preparing to fight you all off. <laughs> so Arlene, yes. So she is going to gather herself, and as soon as they're close enough, and she doesn't think it's going to impede Val's sight. She, like, vaults over onto the hood and then, like, leaps from there to the wagon. Yes. All right. Give me a roll. Yeah. T- tell me. Are you, I, I assume this is Prowl. Prowl. Uh, what does the devil's bargain look like out of curiosity? Ooh. Let Ooh. me think. Um, oh, first one of the new show. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I think that. One of them is just going to be able to get a free hit in on you. Like, you're going to take... It's going to be risky. I'm going to say you're going to take level one harm as soon as you jump over. Like, you jump over, you land, and somebody's just going to punch you. <laughs> hmm. The thing is that I'm already risking massive bodily harm. That's true. Uh, so I'm not going to... I'm not going to give them a free hit. I'm going to say no, thank you. All right, that's fair. Actually... Would Val be willing to assist? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I if can you help have assist. the stress to spare, for sure. Because I, because I think that fits very well with the. I'll keep it steady for you. Yeah, yeah. It's not that I don't have the stress. It's just that I kind of want to save it for when I'm on a wagon surrounded by five people who want to kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That makes sense. Being strategic. I'm so squishy still. So yes, let me roll those three dice. Oh my Ooh. god. Oh my god, I'm not going to use the dice bot anymore. I forgot this is why we stopped. I keep telling y'all, don't <sighs> use dice bots, and nobody listens to yeah. Some dice bots are fine. Yeah, so so that is a three. So how much stress do I take? One, two? One. Okay. Things go badly. Yeah, I think, so I think what happens is right as you jump, the car hits a pothole. Oh no. And so you're you're not gonna like th- this wasn't desperate, so you're not just gonna fall to the the street and get run over by numerous vehicles. But I think it's a like Arlene, like you hit the side, and rather than like you know landing in a cool pose on the wagon, it like you catch the side like in the solar plexus, and then kind of slide, and you're just like hanging on <laughs> to the side of this wagon. Yeah. Oh jeez! <laughs> As we're racing down oh. the street, I think, darling. Uh, this would be a great time for you to act. <laughs> your tiger's <laughs> been shot, and your your <laughs> my pseudo child has been hurt. your your baby, yeah. one of your children's. <laughs> at, is... at this point, at this point, I the tiger was shot, and darling was gonna choose violence. Uh, and then the baby <laughs> got hurt, and now darling is violence. So I think <laughs> we're we're like right beside, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Val, Val, you're you're basically neck and neck down this road now. Yeah, yeah. I think you hear Darling just go, nasty motherfuckers. And I pull out a fine pair of, the fine pair of pistols, and I just shoot at, yes. the, at the person right at, in front of me. So, like, to the side, just whoever. Yes. Aim for a kill, so yes, because I'm going for the face immediately. Okay. Good. All right, so um, you've got your fine pistols. So this will be risky, uh, greater effect. And this, I guess, because I'm using the pistols, it becomes hunt. Correct. Amazing. 
you you can push yourself. You can get a devil's bargain. You can um, uh, see if anybody will assist. Okay. Well, what what would a devil's bargain in this case look like? Because I'm just curious now. I think it's going to be that Pearl like hasn't been able to keep up with the the running and is just kind of going to fall back and and find a place to hide and and wait for you to come back and get her. But like she's kind of going to be out of the the scene. She will not be able to assist you because she's just hanging back. I I think I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, okay. as long as she's like safely hanging back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she you've you've been training her well. She's gonna find an alley to just kind of hunker down in, and you you can still communicate with her telepathically. So so you'll be able to find her. So okay, so that means if you're accepting that, then uh, you get uh, another die on this roll. Mm, awesome. I think it'll be a 3d6 it does yeah and i got and i got a six nice okay so okay so on a six um you do a murder <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just draw out both pistols and shoot this man in the face and he uh i think he's just gonna go tumbling off the other side of the wagon death bell rings which means i have to start another clock let's see this is the docks they would be, let me look at the city map real quick to figure out how far they're up in the bell tower. So we're starting another clock of the spirit wardens arrive. Yay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Zero out of six. Uh, I don't, I feel like the city is big enough that you you might not really be able to hear the death bell clanging, but it is a ringing. Question. Yeah. Is the dead person still in the carriage? No, fell off. Fell off. Um, yeah. Okay. Like, this is a little grim, but I think Echo wants to catch the body as it falls and then chuck it at the drivers. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> because, because we're moving, if it's falling out of the car, it's going to kind of, quote-unquote, fall past the car as we're moving. So I just want to grab it and chuck it. <laughs> it's actually so good. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Hit a motherfucker with another motherfucker! Yeah, exactly! <laughs> and if I can knock him out of the car... Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll allow it. So, also, I have no idea what fucking action this is. Yeah. Um, skirmish. Let me, uh, contemplate. Yeah, I can see skirmish. For a moment. Yeah, I guess skirmish. Let me look at the description. Maybe wreck. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it could be wreck. I, it just it doesn't. Depends. I mean, like, skirmish feels... A little too contained and controlled for <laughs> yeah. hurling so wreck, a body. Then. Well, I'm looking. I mean, the, the description for skirmish says you might brawl or wrestle with someone. I feel like it depends how chaotic this is. Like, it's up to you. Yeah, I, I would allow skirmish or wreck. I will take skirmish because that's the one okay. I have a die in. Because <laughs> okay. I can see uh, it being fairly controlled from Echo. Yeah. So I think how this looks, or it is attempted to look, is both of these vehicles come speeding by where she was knocked aside, and she just uh, she just grabs on to our car as it's coming past with the intent to just swing over the trunk and back into the seat. Uh huh. But as she does that, this guy is <laughs> falling off the wagon right onto her. So she grabs him as as she's doing that, and it just. And just- transitions into a chuck <laughs> yeah all right um let me let me real quick think through the position and effect here 
By the way, what does a devil's bargain look like? <laughs> it's going to be risky reduced. Let me think about a devil's bargain. I think this maneuver is just going to add one additional heat to however much heat you end up getting at the end of the score, just because, like... Yeah, sure. Is there a way to... It's clear something... Is there a way to A? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could you could take a, a point of stress to assist, if you can uh, a, a, a explain how you are assisting. Okay, maybe I see this. I see, uh, and I can infer what Echo is about to do, and um, and the other guy is is getting ready to, I don't know, floor it, or maybe reach for something in his pocket, and I just pull out the other pistol, and I shoot him in the leg, like in the thigh. I think, I think that you're, you, you can do like a warning shot. I don't think you'll be able to hit Warning him. shot works, works too. Just something to, to maybe make, make him a little, a little frazzled. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be harder for him to avoid the incoming corpse. <laughs> yep. Give him all the old frazzle dazzle. And I think <laughs> I will take that devil's bargain, eat the reduced effect and just get an extra die. To make sure I get a successful roll of this. Okay, <laughs> this so session. yes, you're getting... So you're taking the devil's bargain and the assist. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, and then the reduced... Yeah, you can have both. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll take an extra die and normal effect. Okay. Sounds good. Five. Five. Okay. <laughs> so... I got really scared because it looked like a three until I leaned in closer. You You chuck this corpse at the driver, and I think it just, like takes him off the seat <laughs> like he gets hit with this body and they both hit the uh hit the street uh and then the the wagon uh, you know the the goats no longer being driven on the wagon is going to come to a, a a stop um the consequences i'm going to i'm going to tick up the spirit warden's clock uh to 2 out of 6 they are inbound to investigate the body <laughs> that was just thrown yeah, oh my God, can, <laughs> it was just weaponized. Okay, well, well, then can can someone jump in and just drive this thing? So that way we can just keep going. I would like to try and clamber up. Yeah, there there are still three dudes on the wagon. It's just not moving as much. Right. Uh, yeah, but we we can start with Arlene. I think that as this is slowing down, between the body being thrown. And the wagon slowing down, you can pull yourself up uh, without it having to be a roll at this point, I'm going to say. Okay. What do you want to do once you're there? I now have blades. Okay. Congratulations. I think they're like very long knives. Yeah. And she is going to attack the nearest person. All right. So uh, this is going to be risky standard. Unless do you have, are your, are your knives fancy? Are they fine? Or are they just regular? They're regular. They okay. don't have any fine weapons. Okay, so just risky standard. All right. Mm. I'm going to push myself. Okay. Six. All right. Um, are you Are you aiming to kill or just to get out of the way? I just want them to get out of the way. I don't care about killing right now. Okay. That's not my actual goal. Yeah, so I, I think you you can you know jump in and and do a few skilled stabbings and incapacitate this person. They they will not uh, be be a threat. They might just sort of get get stabbed, drop their gun, roll off the wagon, limp away. You're like, mm, no, no, thank you. I'm gonna go home and rethink my life. 
Yeah. It's, I mean, seriously, it's like I just saw somebody hurl one of my colleagues' corpse as a weapon. I I may be on the wrong line of work. <laughs> there, there are two people left um, who were looking less than confident. Somebody might be able to just talk them into giving up and going away. But there will need to be a roll to get them to stand down. Or you could just keep stabbing them. What is my... Oh, I don't have anything in command. Dang it. You could make sway work. I think, yeah. You you could you could sway or you could command. I'm uh, good at sway. Yeah, if you want to give that a shot. Okay. In that case, you know what? I'm just going to roll it and see what happens. If that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, so this is going to be a risky greater effect at this point because... Um, you have them outnumbered and they've just, this night didn't go the way they were planning. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, it's not going to take a lot of effort to convince them to back off right. at this point. I'm going to give this a roll. All right. Uh, five. Okay. So you do it, but there's a consequence. Yeah. Um, is the car still moving? I, I feel like at this point, um, like the, since the goats are no longer being driven on, they've kind of slowed to a stop, and so you can kind of idle the car up next to them. Yeah, yeah. I think Val is going to bring the car to like a screeching halt, you know, just something that looks extra badass and cool. And they're going to stand up behind the driver's seat and raise their revolver and... Um, just say, listen, we don't want to hurt you. We just want our payday back. But if you're not willing to cooperate, we won't hesitate. And the revolver just clicks. <laughs> the two of them look at each other. They look at you. They look at each other. They look back towards the corpse that got hurled. And then just hop off the wagon and walk away. <laughs> Echo waves right. stiffly at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was easier than I thought. Actually, I think I think they'll hop off and like one of them starts to jog off and one of them stops and is like, can I take the goats? Oh, yeah. No, take your goats. That's fine. Okay. I'm just, I'm sets the gun down on the ground. I just want to get them out of here. Just, and, and is, yeah, he, he's just going to go and un- unhook the goats and lead them away. <laughs> totally understand. We also care for our pets here. Even though we did try to feed one of your pet to one of ours. I mean, we get it. <laughs> I think Arlene's gonna kind of like, as an aside to Pearl, go, "Oh, Pearly girly, there goes your snack." Pearl looks is very sad. Aww. She's sort of licking, licking her wound. <laughs> I use all of my Takarosi strength to pick up my cat, and then to pick oh up, and then, and then to pick up Arlene. I don't think I can do that, but I'm gonna try <laughs> and put them in the Holy in the car shit. with me. I'm having I'm having a bad day. <laughs> you can pick up one at a time. You cannot pick up both. Darling is like, I must I, I must take care of both my children at once. <laughs> well then well then I guess I guess I do Arlene first and then I do the cat because the cat will be immediately thrown on top of both of us. Darling, <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. Well, you're fine now, because I shot the other one. <laughs> well yeah. That's why we're a team, right? I pet your I'm petting your head. I said, by the way, nice shot, Darjeeling. Oh, when do I ever miss? Unless it's on purpose. Never. (laughs) Well, that doesn't count as missing. That just means shooting what you meant to shoot, which is no one. If I nailed someone with a corpse, does that count? (laughs) Yeah, you know, Echo, you you and your gold star for the day. The the corpse (laughs) move was... Yeah, that was also a great shot. Real creative. 
Echo raises her arms in like a hooray gesture, but it's really (laughs) stiff and silent. Oh my god. (laughs) So you can get the beer off of the wagon. Uh, Amazingly, none of it broke. All the bottles are intact. You load it into the trunk uh, and, and you can drive off to uh, the warehouse if, and deliver it safely to the nightcaps. And uh, with that, we are going to move into downtime. Woohoo! Woo! In terms of rep, they are a higher tier. Brigantines are a tier two. You're a tier zero. Okay, so you all are going to get four rep. Okay. Which is, I think you're at one, two. Yeah, so you need 12 rep total in order to, well, 12 rep and some money in order to advance. But this is a a good start. And then uh, coin, you're going to get four coin because you're getting paid by the nightcaps. Okay, so basically one for each of us. Yep, one coin for each of you. Uh, Then we have heat. Heat is how much attention from the powers that be your crew has attracted. So much. So, uh, your crew takes heat according to the nature of the operation. Do we think loud and chaotic is an accurate description it of this? It was a car chase, yes. so yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a car chase, there was shooting. Um, there was a body thrown. Yeah, uh, add plus two heat, so you're going to take six heat. Jesus. Seven <laughs> heat because of that. Spicy. God yeah. damn. Oh, oh five, just like old six. times. Oh, for the record, right? doesn't it take like nine to get up a warning level? Yes. Yeah, so you're almost at at a, a one level. We need to reduce heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we cannot get we, to we, one level one so quickly. We can send someone to jail. Uh huh. So, uh, heat. If you fill up your heat tracker, your wanted level goes up. The higher your wanted level, the more the bl- the the blue coats are going to be breathing down your neck to uh, arrest you. It's like stars in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So let's uh, go into our downtime scenes. Uh, we can see what everyone gets up to after the the chaos of the score. Um, and let's start with Darling. Uh, what what is Darling doing with with her downtime? So yes, Darling will be uh, paying a visit to Benny and uh, offering her tutelage services in teaching one of his other grandkids, uh, if he has any, uh, self-defense. Yeah, and uh, I, there's there's some negotiating back and forth, um, and I think Benny will agree to forgive uh, two coin worth of this debt in exchange for uh, Darling um, providing some self-defense training to uh, one of his younger grandkids. Her name is Beatrice. Uh, she's 16. Uh, and, and he says that she, she's uh, very rebellious, uh, re- you know, keeps wandering off into the city by herself and, and just, you know, giving her, her mother's just a terrible amount of gray hair. And if she's going to be doing that, at least she can be safe about it. So uh, how, how does this training look? Where do, you, where do you do this? Where do you meet up with her? Well, I think since she is such an important client, uh, it would be wherever uh, they are comfortable having her. So if it's like if they have okay. their own like house or whatever, uh, Darling will go there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's um, 
one of Benny's daughters and her wife have a, a house in Corvus Row. And they have, I think that, that Beatrice is, is the oldest, but they, they have like a, a basement area that has enough space for, for this sort of training kind of thing. So you, you can head, head down there. It's got just, the ceilings are just high enough <laughs> for you to fit. Like it's a little cramped and gosh, let's, let's see. So, uh, Beatrice is Akarosi, light skin. I think her, her, she's got, also has kind of curly, dark hair, but, um, she has put some, we're gonna say green. She's dyed some green streaks into it. Has on uh, a, a lot of makeup that, like, more enthusiasm than skill was involved <laughs> in the application. She's just trying to look cool. This kid definitely listens to Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> and she tells you very firmly, like, you know, one of her moms introduces her as, okay, yeah, this is Beatrice. And she's like, it's Trix. Oh, Trix is it? We're going to get along quite well. Trix kind of, like, clearly had been, like, she didn't really volunteer for this. It was sort of a, like, you're doing this thing. And was kind of, like, you know, looking down and sulking. And then when you talk, she looks up at you and, like, her eyes go real big. Because you are the coolest person this kid mm -hmm. has ever laid eyes on. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, oh, hi. I think um, I will very politely shoo her mothers away. Uh, you know, just be like, oh, I've, I've got it now. And uh, the minute they leave, darling will just clap her hands together, look over at Trix and go, so would you like to learn how to pummel a man to the ground with your bare hands? Yeah. Well, that's essentially what I'm here for. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I think it'll mostly be Darling talking to her, asking her what she's comfortable with, if she's ever, like, worked out ever in her life. And then um, making her understand that we're doing basics first, and then we'll get super into it. Yeah, I, I think that I think once she realizes a you're the coolest person she's ever seen, and b you're treating her like she feels like you're treating her like an equal. She she is like a hundred percent in. <laughs> she's very on board. Awesome. All right, so let's do uh, Val's scene next. Okay. What what does Val do during downtime? So Val frequents a casino known as the Gambler's Gloom. And I think after the score, they head over there to uh, try try out their luck and see if they can turn their one coin into two or four or ten, um, as they sometimes can. And uh, what are they playing? I think that they're at the roulette table. All right. All right. All right. Twenty six. <laughs> The wheel spins with a, a satisfying click, and you know the the other uh, players are, are you know watching. Uh, and the the it comes slowly to a stop, lands in twenty three. Who had twenty three? And uh, a, a well dressed woman across the table is like, "Yes, that was me!" Ha ha! God and starts sake. sweeping in all of her chips. Uh, you know, high fives the the uh, person next to her. And the dealer sort of looks at the, the winnings and then looks over at Val and is like, Mick Sullivan, uh, I believe you um, may owe the house a bit more than you put down. I know, I know. Uh, oh, am I on first name basis with this dealer? Sure. 
I think you're in here often enough. Toby. Uh, Toby. You Your f- name is Toby now. <laughs> okay. Listen, I know Toby. I know. I'll, we'll show it on cast right now. I bossed a job early in the week, but give me a few days. I'll be back and I'll have it for you. You'd better because we won't be able to let you place any further bets until you've paid everything no, off. No, no, I understand. I know when to walk away from the table. Just, uh, you know, give me some time. You know I'm good for it. I've never not been good for it. Right? Huh? I always pay you back. You do. And we are appreciative. But uh, I think you are probably done for the evening. I sure am. And it's been a pleasure, sweet cheeks. And uh, Val, I think, just stands up uh, from the table. (laughs) The dealer makes a face at being called sweet cheeks. (laughs) Not offended, but just kind of like, what? (laughs) (laughs) D- do I look like a sweet cheeks? I I, I guess. <laughs> Toby's just like, if you don't pay in cash, or if, if you don't have the cash, there are other ways to pay. Toby. And I, I think Val, like, gestures to themselves, like, look at me. Like, I'm, I know I'm, you know, pretty good looking, but you don't want to possess a body like this. You know, all rickety and the joints and the arthritis. And you, 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 got, you got some... Other good candidates around these pots. He kind of, you know, gestures at himself, or perhaps more accurately, the body he's possessing, uh, and is like, mm, true, but I've never been a singer before. Uh, be uh, you got me there, got me there, but uh, trust me, bad knees, you don't want this. Also, it gets really high underneath those lights, I don't think you would like it. Anyways, I'm gonna head out, good talking to you, I'll be back in like three days tops, I promise you. See you around, Mick Sullivan. <laughs> I get so much joy from Mick Sullivan. I'm sorry, but this, I, I, I played myself. <laughs> All right, uh, Arlene, where, what are, you, what are you up to? Arlene is, has heard that somebody is back in town that she is excited to see. I don't think I'd say she's dressed up necessarily, but she is like looking cute on purpose. Uh, mm-hmm. She has taken some pains with her outfit. I don't know what it looks like, but she's probably made sure that it looks normal and not like an experiment. So she, uh, where, where where are they based again? So they are based in. Let me scroll down here. Um, in Bayrise, and their headquarters is called Salma. It's a Severosi restaurant that has, they've stolen a bunch of like radiant energy stuff and they have like a, an underground garden of like Severosi fruits and vegetables and other stuff so they can make like Severosi food for the, the local immigrant community over there. Oh, that's fun. And it's also the headquarters of their gang. We're, we're, <laughs> so Arlene takes like, you know, whatever public transport across the city to Bay Rise and she's kind of clutching like a little, Oh, never mind. I was going to say like a little bouquet of flowers she picked along the way, but that's not how that works in this setting, though. What's maybe she? uh, Oh, gosh. She gets a snack, maybe. Or some shiny rocks. (laughs) Maybe she found some some seashells at some point. Yeah. So Arlene sees a very familiar shape in the paddocks and she kind of smiles and like walks up to the fence and like climbs up onto the top bar to like sit there with her feet braced inside the paddock there is like sort of a very sturdy but not terribly huge gray horse dapple gray horse and riding it is a woman 
Uh, I think she has... Actually, let me let you take over the description, Ree. Yeah, so, yeah, riding uh, this this horse is a uh, tall, Severosi woman. She has dark skin with uh, vitiligo on, on her face and her hands. She has uh, long, dark hair uh, in dreadlocks that's kind of pulled, you know, it's, it's held kind of in a, a tail at the, the base of her neck. And she is wearing uh, like a, a long duster sort of jacket, button-up shirt, knee-high boots, slacks, um, and, and is uh, just kind of riding her horse uh, kind of in, in wide circles around the, the paddock to do a little, a little exercise. But when she, she spots Arlene, she, she grins really big and uh, trots over. Leona! Hey, you! And I think uh, she she is going to uh, just kind of like ride up alongside so she, she can uh, lean over like without dismounting and, and give you a kiss. Yeah, I think Aww. like Arlene kind of puts a hand on the back of her head and like holds on for a second longer. Hey, it's really good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Um, sorry I was away for so long. The job got complicated. I understand. It's work. Hmm. How about you? How have things been? You doing okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Good. I need to, you know, keep taking, give, give Silver Mist some time to work out her energy. But uh, if you want to come along for the ride, we can do that for a bit before uh, heading for dinner. I'm pretty sure I can talk the cook into uh, expanding my a free meal ticket into covering one more. I would like that very much. Is now a good time? Of course. So She'll think, hold yeah. out a, a hand. <laughs> she takes the hand and like puts a foot like delicately on the stirrup and like boosts herself up behind Leona. Yeah. Wraps an yeah, arm around Leona. her waist. Aww. Helps her up. Yeah. And she she like, yeah, takes the reins in one hand and then kind of like puts her, her other hand over yours. You've uh-huh. got the like fingers interlaced. And then, yeah, just go off for, for this nice little ride. They're very sweet. Next to the, <laughs> yeah, the Severosi. Gang headquarters. It's very cute. (laughs) (laughs) And let's uh, wrap up with Echo. I think Echo has gone to a park, probably in Kestrel Heights. Mm -hmm. It's kind of on the slope. So if you go high up enough into the park, you can see across the bay. Kestrel Heights is in the southeast and the city loops around the bay to the north. And the other side of it is kind of raised up over the water. And that's sort of the direction uh, Arlene went to. Yeah. So Echo's gone late at night to the top portion of the park. So she can kind of see out across the bay to the other side of the city and sits down on a bench. And uh, with one finger in the dirt in front of her kind of makes a jagged line in the dirt. Um, And she's doing it reverently, but also casually a little bit like it's a familiar thing to her and it's a small little thing and she places a small nut on top of the line and pulls out a small vial of ectoplasm and she says seemingly to no one because it's just kind of quiet night breeze i guess this is the best i have and then she makes a miming motion that's like it's the motion you would make if you were cutting your palm and dripping blood onto something, but she doesn't have a knife mm. and doesn't actually cut. It seems more for the ritual implication of it. Got it. So she just kind of mimes that with her hands, and it's a little awkward. 
And then she, as though it is spilt blood, pours the ectoplasm across the the small little nut and the symbol. And I think a squirrel comes and eats it and looks up at her, maybe a little more knowing than a squirrel should be, and goes away. And Echo just says, please just keep watch, because I can't be there. I, I think that there's just uh, another breeze that kind of blows through and, and ruffles Echo's hair and clothes, but that's the only other reply. Thanks for joining us. The Whiskey Jays will return in two weeks. The City That Never Dies is a Clever Corvids production. Visit our website at clevercorvids.net and follow us on Twitter at clever underscore corvids for the latest on this and other shows. The City That Never Dies is GM'd and edited by Ree. Check out her business, SkillCheck, for copy editing and accessibility consulting for the RPG community at rpgskillcheck.net. Arlene Graham is played by Minna Riley. Find her on Twitter at MinaMinar. Darlene Serin is played by Aki. Find her on Twitter at Akinomi underscore art for more RPG content. Echo is played by Josie. Find her on Twitter at DragonGirlJosie and check out her art at Josie-Art.com. Valerie Sullivan is played by Kim. Find her on Twitter at KimDeannaJones. Our opening and closing theme music is from Something by Kai Engel and is used under a Creative Commons license. Blades in the Dark is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. This episode's Jumbotron message is from Kickstarter backer Andrea, and it's for Molly, Evan, Mael, and Laura. Andrea says, From your GM to the cat bastards, here's to almost two years of paranormal knitting, ghost crime, and accidental demon worship. Thank you for blazing with me, and I can't wait to see what Mina Bird, Teeth, Dandy, and Mimi do next. This sounds like an awesome group, and I hope you have many exciting crimes in store. Thanks so much for your support, Andrea. And of course, thanks to all our Patreon backers for their continued support of the show. And yeah, the realizing I don't know how roulette works. I don't know roulette either. That's the one with that's the one with the little the, the ball? Yeah. Someone help me. <laughs> I don't know either. Google. I know how Pharaoh works. That's it. <laughs>